You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled people and the only podcast of its kind. Oh yes, we're going to get the show rolling. But first we want to tell you all about J Hill Marketing's brand new editing house division bookmark. It's an important distinction to make. The editing house helps self-published authors get their books published. They don't give a fig about your copyright and they use the same platforms and applications as the big publishing houses, all at a fraction of the cost because there are simply some things that are not done and that's where you're saving money. To learn more, head over to jhillmark.com slash bookmark. My guest today is a wonder. He is also wonderful. A great human being, father, and killer salesperson. Drewby Wilson is the vice president at Break Free Academy, where he teaches salespeople how to charge what they're worth and so much more. Drewby is sharing his stories of inspiration and triumph in the writings of the book he is in the process of finishing. His aim is to lift people up and show them their own path to empowerment. You'll find him interesting, since no matter the field he has been in, he has dominated. Whether it is selling cigars or furniture and everything in between, if you are having challenges creating a profitable business, Drewby is your guide. Now, please welcome my friend, who's an endless source of inspiration, Drewby Wilson. Welcome. Wow, I tell you what, that's a heck of an uh, introduction. I have to say I do appreciate that, Hillary. Thank you so much for that. Well, it's all true, so it makes it easy, right? <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I have had a number of different fun and zany jobs um, and have certainly gotten to experience a lot of wonderful things and learn a lot of wonderful things from those different positions. Yes, you have, and you have had... I think zany is the perfect word to describe your history. And let's get caught up with that history. This is the part where I ask people to give that little elevator speech about themselves and what brought you to today. Awesome. So elevator pitch for myself. I was your typical slacker in high school. I uh, skateboarded, you know, smoked pot, got into a little bit of trouble, did this, did that. But I was also the one who did pretty well. Um, even though I had a low GPA when it came to testing and getting through that stuff, I would always smash it. And I think that's something that kind of fits in with my lifeline is whenever I'm put up to a test, I really like to go all in and make sure that I, I crush it. And so, you know, I went from being a nuclear pharmacy technician right out of high school and working with radioactive isotopes uh, to going into selling cigars at the cigar shop and then selling furniture and insurance and now working with business owners and entrepreneurs on helping to increase their number of sales and, and their ability to close more business and, and grow in their lives. And it's uh, it's been a crazy transition. And you seem to be a sales prodigy to a degree and because you started so young and you started just, it's, you know, from my observations, just gathering these sales lessons. 
and you're almost using them as stepping stones to get to the next, to get to the next, to get to the next, which is crazy. Do you think that your childhood had anything to do with your resilience and, I don't know, I, I guess looking at you and knowing you as I do, you have your eyes set on the future. And yes, you, you're you in the present, but you're always thinking of next, it seems. Is that an accurate perception of you? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Um, you know, I didn't have a, a terrible childhood growing up, but it certainly wasn't the best. Uh, I was, you know, my dad was kind of in and out a lot. My mom was a single mom of three boys who worked her absolute butt off to provide for us. You know, I remember when I was young, she would go and take us to school in the morning. She would drive an hour to, you know, school for herself. She would go to school for the day, drive home, pick us up from school, get us food, get us all bed and ready, get us help with our homework and schoolwork. And then she would go work at the gas station from 11 o'clock to six o'clock in the morning every day. She did this for years. And that was, you know, basically she was always the one to go through and do whatever she had to do to provide for us. And I definitely think that kind of rubbed off on me uh, as I grew up because I saw that, hey, you know, if you really want to be able to survive and get by in this world, sometimes you got to just be able to to knuckle down and do the work. Was there ever a time in your life where you didn't do the work and and that kind of came back to bite you in the butt? One hundred percent. So I would have never admitted this when I was in high school, but I was guilty of not doing homework, half-ass showing up. I would sleep through a lot of classes. Uh, you know, I had a lot of interpersonal stuff that I was dealing with at the time, uh, and I, I kind of just let the the tedious day-to-day stuff go by because I was too busy focusing on my own selfish things. You know, playing video games or worrying about you know whatever interpersonal stuff I had going on. And so what I failed to realize at the time was that the homework and that sort of stuff was not a punishment. It was to prepare you for the real world. And so, you know, I I definitely missed a lot of opportunities in, in going on different trips or being a part of certain things because I just didn't do the work. I just did enough to get by. And do you think that's why you were stuck for a minute? Do you? Did you feel like you were stuck, number one? And number two, do you think that's what's preventing people in business um, so that they are stuck? But it also feels like there's some resentment towards the work that needs to be done in business. Like, are you kidding me? I have to do this when I've got this going on and I don't feel well or I already have these other bills. Do you think there's any truth to that? I would say there's some definite truth to that because... I think what people go through, and I know what I personally experienced especially, was we hit these plateaus, right? So we get to a point that we're doing better than we ever thought we would have, or we're we're kind of at this point where we're like, hey, I'm I'm doing pretty good. And you, you go with that for a while. You kind of live like, hey, I'm doing good. But then what you slowly start to realize is that good is never good enough. And good will rob from great every chance it gets. And so you start going through this motion of where what used to be good or good enough is no longer satisfied. Like it it just isn't enough for yourself. So you start thinking, okay, well, I got here and I see these other folks that are over here and I don't feel that they're any smarter than I am. I don't feel that they're working any harder than I am. 
you know, why is it that they're more successful? And so you start kind of to resent the fact that like, hey, I've been working hard. I've been doing the work. It got me here. Why can't it get me to there? So people stuck in their business then because they're in that they're in that mentality right now. And you coach people on this. You help people to find, I don't know if it's going to be their why or, but it moves them off of that path of overwhelm and just other mindset I guess, muddy, muck, mire that they get stuck in. How do you do that? What do you say to those people who are like, well, I can't do it because of this and that and the other thing, and they're throwing every excuse out of there. How do you help them to see the truth? I think one of my favorite techniques in working with people is letting them give me all of their excuses Mm -hmm. so that I can then go back and say, yeah, you're absolutely right. You did get to that point. Mm because you're worthy because you deserve it you you were able to achieve to that point with all the other struggles that you had before that so why is this the one struggle that you're gonna say is too much Mm -hmm. like think of all the things that you've accomplished in your life all the bad that you've gone through and all of the triumph right because sometimes that's just as important to celebrate both the losses and the wins because sometimes what starts as a loss ends up as one of your biggest wins. That I'm in such agreement with you on that. Um, I think we gloss over our triumphs and we're always looking for, okay, I hit that. So, you know, I don't need to focus on this anymore, but we need to take those mini celebrations and those moments and say, I did it. I really did it. I, where I dreamed of, let's say five months ago, I made it. And if we don't celebrate those wins, they lose the effectiveness of the joy that they can bring you. But I also think that means more wins that come along aren't quite as gratifying. Yeah, I think what happens is it, it's like phases, right? You go through this, this phase where you're, you're winning constantly, you're, you're hitting all on, on all cylinders and you're kicking ass and you're you're going out there and you're doing all the stuff that you want to do. And I think that's where life kind of gets you is that you, you get into that phase and you feel like you're crushing it. And then all of a sudden, you know, something happens and it snowballs and all of a, you're just totally off track where you thought you were going a hundred mile an hour down a straight road. Suddenly it's snowy and you're in twists and turns in a mountain and you can't figure out how the heck you got there. And I think that it, it is important to remember like, Hey, uh, even in the the bad times, they can be as as good as the good times. It's just in how you approach it and your perception of the situation. Absolutely, and it sounds like what you're doing is helping people change the story they tell about themselves. So if they say, you know, I'm only capable of getting to X amount of dollars in my business per month, and then I struggle or I seem to have a plateau, or if they say, um, I can only handle so much, and then I get really overwhelmed and angry. It seems like you help them to detach from those assumptions they've made about themselves. Yeah, I think, and this all comes back to mindset, and I think it kind of ties in with, you know, like the holistic medicine approach. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a scientist and I don't know all that much about it, but I know that there's an extreme amount of power in your own personal belief. Yeah. And so if you're telling yourself, hey, I, I'm only capable of hitting this or this is the best that I can do, yep. 
the, the natural world around you says, okay, well, if that's what you truly believe, then that's what it's going to be. And I know for myself personally, you know, one of those big hangups was, you know, getting to the $10,000 a month in income mark. Yeah. I was like, I'll never get that. I didn't, I barely graduated high school. I dropped out of college after three weeks. Like I, I just, I'm not worthy of that. But as soon as I flipped that mindset and I started saying, hell, I'm worth a hundred thousand dollars a month, that $10,000 suddenly just showed up like it wasn't a big deal. And I think it's, it's part of rewiring our belief in ourselves and finding that confidence to, to say, I am worthy. I do deserve to have all of the things in my life that I dream about. So let's put you into an out-of-body experience. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. Talk to me. <laughs> okay. You are one of our listeners, okay? You are a person who's either chronically ill or who has a disability or a number of disabilities or chronic illnesses. You cannot work for yourself. You have a sharp fucking mind, though you're a raptor mentally. and people with that mindset seem to kind of straddle the line between I can and I can't. And let's say in this out-of-body experience, you're a person who knows you're smart, but you are stuck and you are not, you're barely getting by. What are you going to change today to move ahead, to become where you can make a living wage, start with making a living wage. I think that's where we need to start is to say, yes, I'm going to make $10,000 a month. At some point, we can use a stepping stone model. But right now I need to make a living wage today and start paying off some of these bills. What are you changing about your behavior and your mindset? First thing I'm going to be doing is focusing on um, trying to get up and get after the day earlier. Now I know if you're chronically sick, obviously you're going to fight some different things. However, I personally believe that the earlier you can start your day and get after it, the more you can accomplish. And in starting the day early, I like to focus on doing something positive, having some sort of inspiration or motivation. Because if I wake up sick and I already go into the day knowing I've got these ailments and these things I have to concern myself with, I need to make sure that first and foremost, I'm focusing on the positive. I'm focusing on the good that I can bring into my life and into the world around me. Because if you start the day with a negative attitude, it's only going to get worse. If you can start the day on a positive note and you can go at the day feeling 120%, then even if you're having a rough day and it's you know coming at you, if you end the day at 50%, that's still 50% better than if you start the day at zero and start going backwards. That's true. And if you end the day at 50% too, then you're able to spill over into the next day, starting at 50%. To, because, and, then, and then you're, you're 50 points ahead because you're saying you're building on the accomplishments. And this starts early in the morning in terms of when, what you're talking about, getting up and saying, okay, I return three follow-up calls. That's great. That means that you were productive. Let's build on that accomplishment. I, think I love starting the day that way. And I personally like to kind of race my alarm clock to the punch um, because that's like a win, right? Hey, I, I beat the alarm clock. I didn't have him hammering at my, my ear and at my door while I was in my peaceful little dream. <laughs> uh, I was able to, to get up, 
get at it. And that's my first win of the day. And so then I got up and I went and I did this one thing that I don't really like doing, but I did it first anyways, just to knock it out. I rotated laundry or I cleaned, you know, I I emptied the dishwasher. These like wins don't even have to necessarily be business wins. Do something that's a positive for your life that makes you feel better about where you're at in the world and in your life because being confident and feeling good about yourself will spill over into the business conversations. Yeah, and I love that because winning at business then, if I'm hearing you correctly, really starts with changing your mindset about your life. 100%. I think you know, there, there are certainly those people that are super successful in business and they don't have, you know, great personal lives. But I think if you're looking to be, you know, for most of your listeners, and and if you are listening to this, I think most of us, we want to have a long, happy and fulfilled life. And that starts at home. That starts with you. It doesn't, you know, you can be successful in business, but if you're not living the life that you feel confident and successful in, then are you really getting the life that you're asking for? Right. Absolutely. Because your your actions have to match with your mindset and what you feel is your potential. Yeah, absolutely. How you do anything is how you do everything. So if you're not giving 100% to yourself, you certainly can't give 100% to your clients or your products. And 100% in terms of if you're not giving yourself 100% mindset potential, then you're cheating yourself. Yeah, if you're at any point letting your self-doubts keep you from achieving, like you have no one to blame but yourself. Like if you're telling my, if you're the one saying, oh, I can't do that, I can't achieve it, then why should anyone else want to say, yeah, you totally can. Like you have to be the the driving force behind your achievements and your success in life. You have to see it and feel it and believe it within yourself before anyone else will feel that same sort of confidence or power. You know, and that seems to be the secret is that it's all about you. It all comes back to you. No one else is going to make you happy in any relationship, in any part of your life. And in, in whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's a, a romantic relationship, whatever the case is, whether it's business, financially, no one else is going to come to you and say, you're going to be happy and this is how we're going to do it. You have to be the core and that center of your happiness and your fulfillment. 100%. And what happens is those family members and the significant others and those people, they plug in and they they charge you up. Like you, you have to be mm-hmm. charged so that when someone plugs in with you and, and you create that connection, there's an equal exchange of power because otherwise, you know, then if you're the one that's charged up and you're surrounding yourself with people who are negative, then they're taking from you yeah. and it, it, you don't want that. But unfortunately there are those people in our lives that, that take more than they give. And so that's why I'm so focused on charging myself up every day because I do love those people that take, you know, that's that's part of being human, uh, but I just have to be overly prepared so that when I do have to deal with them, uh, I understand what's coming out of that. And then that's another reason to surround yourself with positivity because you can plug into others who are charged up when you're feeling down and they can provide a little bit of power back to you. So it's, you know, you, you kind of have to be able to balance yourself out 
and know, hey, listen, I am giving it my all so that no matter where I'm at, I know that I can plug in with people that are around me and provide the right sort of value and power. So I love that. So you are the fulcrum. You get to decide which way you're going to go. Am I going to go positive? Am I going to go negative? And what is going to feed off of me? And how am I, how are people going to feed off of me? And how am I going to feed off of people? Yeah, absolutely. Because think about it this way. If, if you're the mountain of positivity and someone who's in a bad mood walks by you, but you drop a wonderful smile and a, hey, I really like your outfit or a, hey, you know, I hope you have an incredible day. That could change someone's entire life. Like they could be walking down the street thinking about killing themselves. And that smile, that one little nicety could make them think, you know what? The world doesn't hate me. It's not against me. Like there's so much power in that positivity. And if you can find it within yourself and start sharing it back to the world around you, like you just never know what sort of impact you're actually having. And that's something I like to think about. You know, hey, I I could have said one thing to somebody today that totally changed their life. And that to me is a win. I can look at that and be confident and say, hey, one person that I interacted with today is having a better life because of our interaction. And so I find value in that for myself. And I think your listeners probably could be doing the same thing because there are people that are in their lives that they're speaking to or having conversations with that they don't even realize what an impact they're actually having. And, you know, that could be a source of power for your listeners. Well, I think it's a huge source of power. Um, And a lot of times, sometimes it comes down to having that support and even just knowing where to go for that support. So if they're feeling lost, when you're home, if um, you're dealing with a disability or chronic illnesses, it seems like your reality is just one beat down after another. So sometimes it's just knowing there is a person out there who's a, it's almost like a positivity mm-hmm. sponsor who <laughs> you can call them up and be like, man, I'm in a bad way, man. I'm in a bad way. I want to start, I want to start thinking negatively again, you know? And you'd be like, no, man, you've got, you've got six days in on this. You know, you're about to get your second coin. I, that was terrible. Yeah. I'm going straight <laughs> to hell for that joke. But you get <laughs> But you get what I'm saying? Like we have to hold ourselves accountable to people and say, you are messing with my vibe of trying to be better, of trying to reach my potential Debbie Downer. You can't just sweep into a room and bring that negativity. You have to take responsibility. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It. And I think it's it's inevitable um, that we're all going to go through bad bad days, right? Like, and especially if you're suffering from a chronic illness or a a malady, like, unfortunately, that's the life that you're in. However, it's also a fortunate situation because what most people think is just the negative. Well, look at it this way. You're suffering, but you're crushing it. You're, you're fighting it every single day. Like you can, you can look at it and say, you know what? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do struggle with this, but the fact that I struggle with this and I still get up every day and I go about my business and I do what I got to do and I provide value to the community around me, there's nothing that should be able to get you down about that. Like you're going above and beyond. Most people who are normal, active, healthy human beings aren't providing the kind of value that you're providing. So be happy about that. Be confident. Say, hey, listen, 
I'm doing more for the world than most fully healthy, functional people by providing value and being positive and, and giving back to those around me who maybe aren't as familiar with this sickness or this illness and say, you know what, hey, here I can educate someone and show them why it's important to understand what we suffer through because not for me personally, but for someone else in their life who may be suffering from the same thing. And so like you, you kind of just got to flip the script. So listen, now yesterday you wrote a blog post that was really cool to read because you broke down the formula of how to make a million dollars a year. So I want to challenge you to do some math, okay? And as a salesperson, I think you got this in the bag. You talked about boiling down a daily formula for making a million dollars a year based on a close ratio and based on the services that you sell. So we're going to set some variables in place, right? So we're going to define some of those and say, I'm a person who is single. I live by myself. I have a disability. Or maybe I'm a person who is a spouse and needs to contribute to the household income. We're going to shoot for $50,000 a year, okay? I know a lot of people listening to this are like, well, shit, I'd love to make $50,000 a year because then I could do this and that and the other thing. And to high performers like yourself, and I know, and I know you, don't, you don't feel this with any disdain, but that's very achievable. That's not, that's not something that would even worry you for a second. For the people who are listening, trying to make that living wage, and all the people who send DMs to me that say, how can I do this? I need coaching. What's going on here? All of these things. Let's break down $50,000 a year into daily wins. How much do you have to sell every day? All right. So if we're going to look at 50000 a year, mm-hmm. and then let's look at it this way. Let's say you're going to work 50 weeks of year. So you've mm-hmm. got two weeks that you don't have to work at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it. that makes it easy. It's $1,000 a week is what you've got to bring home, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you want to only work five days a week, mm-hmm. you want maybe you want Wednesdays off. Doesn't matter. You want to work five days a week. Sure. That breaks it down to two hundred dollars a day. Okay, so that that number seems much more achievable than fifty thousand dollars a year. Two hundred dollars a day. Okay, so let's figure that you can provide a service that you can charge twenty dollars for. Maybe it's writing a blog post. Maybe it's um, doing someone's laundry. Maybe it's um, walking someone's dogs. Maybe it's just reading someone's emails and then filtering through them accordingly. There, you know, you kind of got to think about like, what skill sets do you have? What sort of things do you know how to do mm-hmm. that you could charge someone for a service, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you figure if at $20 for that service, you need to be able to do this 10 times a day. So what can you do 10 times a day that would make you $20 for each of those situations. If you can do that five days a week, you'll make your $1,000. If you do that 50 weeks a year, you'll make $50,000. Okay, this is great. And there are all sorts of different opportunities 
And we're going to be sharing again, this is a PDF that our SickBiz Facebook group helped to develop, which is what are the jobs that you can do from home? And there are all kinds of, yeah, there's all kinds of different jobs you can do from home. I, I want to correct you on one thing because it's, <laughs> it's like kind of itching away at me. Writing a blog post would be like $150. What it? That's all I'm Holy smokes. Yeah. Yes. Whoa. So that's not no $20. Yeah. What's up? Well, shoot. So- write one blog post a day. Daggum. You're making <laughs> 75 Dad- grand. <laughs> Dead gum. So, but I mean, on the heels of that, as an admin, if you want to be a virtual assistant, this is what you can do. You can package up a $200 package, send it out to somebody, have them sign it for 10 hours, $20 an hour for 10 hours. That's 200 bucks right there. Get yourself five clients where you will have 50 hours in which to work. And you'll make your $50,000 a year. So, and this is, I mean, it, it's something that I had to do too when I first was getting started. I had things that were kind of floating in the periphery of what I wanted to do, but not exactly what I wanted to do. But you're circling and you're getting closer. So, for instance, you might not be able to start editing, right? You might not be able to start editing a blog post. But like Druby said, you can start writing them and you can learn about editing. You can learn about uploading to WordPress. So circle those peripheries and take a look at those jobs that, and I thought it was brilliant what you came up with sorting through emails. Like, holy shit, just even organizing somebody's hot list, you know, in terms of like, Everything in red is the priority, and then we and then we go like the traffic light, like orange and yellow and <laughs> and green. Do you know how many people want a good person on their team to say, "Hey, did you do this? Hey, did you do that?" You can organize somebody's Asana, somebody's Trello. I mean, there's all kinds of different things that you can become familiar with, where, where you're with, not with, <laughs> where you're uh, floating around the periphery and gradually getting to what you want to work on. And I'm just going to throw this out there for those of you that are interested in writing blog posts. Mm-hmm. Um, blog about something you're passionate about or blog about something that you care about and put your emotion into it because what you can eventually start doing is as more people start reading your blog, you can charge someone $2,000 to put their business information on your blog page. So you can go to a business owner and say, hey, listen, I get 10,000 views a month of people who come to read my blog about this. I think it will fit in with your audience. How about you advertise on my page exclusively for X amount of dollars for the next 12 months? Uh, that's a gold mine for people because if you're passionate and you're able to create emotion and get people to look and read your information, that's like the one thing that we can do from anywhere. We have phones, we have smart devices, we can type and write from anywhere and share experiences. And so, you know, if you're somebody that can't get out of the house or you have trouble getting to certain places or whatever, like you can sit from your smartphone and write and read and utilize that skill set alone to make yourself 50,000, 100,000, whatever you want to make every year. Yeah. And I love that. Um, here, a couple of tidbits too. If you're too tired to write or you're having trouble with your hands, 
there are many recording platforms that you can use to accomplish the same thing where you'll have to do some minimal editing, but as long as you're speaking clearly, you can definitely speak on your passion. The The other thing is to gain a little bit more traction, try a couple of sites that are completely free but are going to help increase your visibility. One is Thrive Global, which is the branching offshoot of Huffington Post. Um, and they are taking any contributors right now. You sign up and you're taken to this platform where you can enter in your blog and all of that other stuff based on the parameters that they give you. It goes to an editor and so they're going to assess it, but you are able to submit your content in that manner. And as long as you're hitting one of the verticals, you know, and making sure that you're providing value that way, there's no reason you're not going to get published. Second is medium.com, which I know you've heard of that one, Drewby. And actually, um, I'm encouraging you to do the same thing because you're blogging. And so we want to do the same thing. We want to make sure that we're spreading and that, you know, we're reprinting and sharing on all these various platforms. But get that traction behind yourself. At, at medium.com, you can sign up, become a contributor, and boom, go ahead and, and get published in the same day. You can garner a following, a greater following. So there's all kinds of different things that you can do. And the crazy thing is, and this is the circle that we've, we've woven today. We've come full circle. It's all about mindset. What can you do? What can you accomplish? Why can't you accomplish what other people are doing? Get out of your own way. It's all about mindset. 100%. You have the power to do and achieve anything that you want to achieve so long as you fully believe in yourself. As we close, which is crazy because I feel like we just freaking started talking. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the number of mentors in your life and what is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, my goodness. Um, I have recently dived heavily into mentorship and I think growing up, I never realized this, but because my dad was in and out a lot, I seeked, I, what seats suck? Sun, I don't know what the, the saw, there, there it is. Uh, I sought out a lot of the older <laughs> gentlemen around me for their wisdom. And so mm-hmm. one thing that I learned along the way, which I think was very, very powerful was that. Uh, the wise man or woman in this case does not necessarily have the answer to every question, but they will know where to go looking. Yeah. And that's a nod toward vulnerability, being okay with not knowing and cutting yourself a break Absolutely. with not knowing. Fantastic. I've greatly enjoyed having you on the show. I know that you've brought a ton of value to people. And um, I want people listening to take a moment and go through some of the exercises that we talked about. Take a moment and really dig into what you can do from home and don't censor yourself. You know, it's so easy to say, but ah, I can't do that. Stop that negativity and retrain your brain and recondition your brain to really welcome in any opportunity. This is what Drewby's doing. He's absolutely murdering it. There's no reason that you can't do the same thing. Well, shoot, I appreciate that. And I definitely agree with you 100%. The biggest thing that ever happened to me was making the shift from letting the toxicity overwhelm me to just wholeheartedly going all in on positivity. 
And ever since that point, my life has been on the upswing. So I definitely would encourage your listeners to focus on that positivity. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and for everything that you shared today and making a difference in the sick biz community. Well, hey, thank you so much for having me and I wish you the best. Maybe you have heard the saying, just do it. But Nike got it wrong. In Drewby Wilson's case, the motto seems to be just keep doing it and don't stop until you pulverize it. Drewby is a study in consistency and being willing to possess an open mind to receive what he needs to know to keep going forward, stronger and more decisive than ever before. If you are ready to level up, and not just in business, but in life and in mindset, if you are ready to give him all of your excuses, I'm sounding like an evangelical preacher at this point, please reach out to Drewby. You can find him on facebook.com slash Drewby rides, D-R-E-W-B-I-E rides, R-I-D-E-S. And of course, we'll have this link for you available on the podcast blog page on our site. He will teach you how to win moment by moment. Before we can release you, you probably know what I'm going to ask for a favor. Can you please visit iTunes or any other vehicle like Stitcher, for instance, where podcasts are available and leave a review for Sick Biz Buzz. Reviews are the literal lifeblood of podcasters. Don't be afraid to share your fave episodes as well. Thanks, mucho, and with mad, mad love. That's it for this week's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for listening. Be well.